Welcome to The Sage and the Song, an archetypal exploration on life, love, and leadership. I'm Britta Greenviolet, singer, songwriter, creativity mentor, and conscious leadership coach. The stories we tell about our lives shape our lives, and I'm here in service of rewriting the script, crafting a new narrative where it's needed, and liberating your mind, body, heart, and voice to express the fullness of your unique medicine. Hey friends, mm, I'm excited about today. Guess what we're talking about? We are diving into six prosperity principles that I'm gonna invite you to implement ASAP. So let's talk about the money. Let's talk about the money. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Or maybe let's frame it in this way. Let's talk about prosperity, right? Because even that, I'm going to invite you to notice right now how just that first, like, how does it even feel to be invited to talk about money, to talk about prosperity? That's the place to begin, right? Our own relationship with this topic. And I am going to start out by saying that as a teacher, a mentor, a coach in the spiritual, uh, transformational self-realization space, money is still a highly fraught topic. And I say still because I will say that there is a lot more people and I will also say a lot more women, which I really appreciate, a lot more women and people and humans talking about the frequency of abundancy and prosperity and money in a really good way. So today I'm going to put out a big prayer with this episode. And this prayer is that this conversation, that this episode can somehow be deeply transformative for your relationship with money. Perhaps this is a super small, simple course correction in your language. Or perhaps this conversation will illuminate a whole new horizon from which you can begin to look at finances differently. So before we dive into these six principles, I'm going to say this. It's a journey. It is a journey. It is not about making a quick buck, right? Money is a form of prosperity, and prosperity is simply another iteration of energy. And I'm offering this to you, beloved, beloved, because I feel it is deeply needed. It is deeply needed in this space and on the planet, because I mean, let's be frank, most of the wealth on the planet belongs to men, belongs to white men. Most of the successful businesses in the world are owned by men and white men in particular. And the majority of the assaults on our environment are literally fueled by greed and scarcity complex. I feel that there are just way too many of us sitting on the sidelines, broke or barely scraping by, definitely not thriving. 
and wondering how we're supposed to contribute to the solution and not the problem, especially when our pockets are virtually empty. And of course, money is not the solution in and of itself. Money is an amplifier. So whoever you are with no money, you'll simply be more of that with more, with more money, right? However, it can certainly support our ability to contribute financially and energetically to the causes we care most about. And it can help us carve out a bigger space for ourselves to show up and offer our services and give that contribution in a really big, generous way. Let's dive in. Principle number one, prosperity is a tapestry. Become a weaver with me, my friend. Become a weaver with me. A weaver of creativity, of wisdom, of willingness. A weaver of curiosity and a weaver of innovation. When I think about prosperity, I see this brightly colored tapestry composed of all of these just rainbow colored threads. And I want to address all the aspects of prosperity here that I weave and encourage you to do the same. Prosperity is not simply how much I have in my bank account. That is one thread, right? To be prosperous does include financial abundance. And it's so much bigger than that. What does it mean to feel prosperous in love inside of your closest relationships with your family, friends, beloved? What does it mean to be prosperous with your time, with your schedule, right? Like, there's a good question. What does that mean? What does that actually look and feel like for you on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis? What does a prosperous relationship with your body look or feel like? How about with Mother Earth, with nature, our relationship with nature? What does that look like when it's prosperous? Let's widen our scope. Prosperity and wealth are not the same thing. They are connected. But to have wealth does not necessarily imply prosperity. This is a holistic tapestry. This is a holistic picture we are painting. And I want to invite you, my love, to become the artist and start using more colors than just green. Principle number two. Prosperity is the fruit and blossoms of your creativity. Prosperity is an ability to turn your skills and creativity into resources. It does not arrive of its own accord. And let's look at nature for an example. So it can seem like the apple tree just blossoms and then fruits and wow, it's a miracle. You could say that the apple tree doesn't really have to work, right? It just sits there and prospers. How unfair. How lucky. 
And yet, how limiting that view is, because in actuality, the apple tree needs so many elements aligning in its favor to thrive. It requires the right amount of sunlight, of spaciousness, of clean air, fresh water, nutrition from the soil. It requires to be left alone from invasive insects or other critters who might threaten the health of its roots or its bark or its leaves. It depends on the four seasons to fortify and prepare it for the best possible harvest. And in the same way, your prosperity depends on a great many factors, all of which stem from the roots of your own creativity. I want to share, I've been apprenticing, I've been apprenticing with two Hindu goddesses to ground this, this fact ever deeper into my psyche and my practice and my energetic field. So the first of these two is Saraswati, Saraswati, who is the goddess of learning, of teaching, of wisdom, of music, of art, of beauty, and of creativity. And that's to name a few. I want to, it's really important to name here that words can never fully encompass the complexity of any one face of the, of the Divine Mother. My dear friend and sister Katerina likes to say that, that I have Saraswati codes. <laughs> and I think I've always had these Saraswati codes. She has always governed, governed this creative pull in me. And I am proud to, to feel into the fact that my own creativity is vast, both in the literal realm of arts and music, as well as a sort of a predisposition to think and see the world differently, creatively, out of the box. Saraswati governs all that I do when I'm in creation mode. And then the second goddess is Lakshmi, who I think of as the maestra of prosperity, wealth, and abundance. And again, very limiting, but sufficient for our purposes here today. So Lakshmi, who I've been listening to a lot of her mantras lately, Lakshmi is who I call upon when I want to learn more about investing when I want to lean into discomfort while I file my taxes, when I carve out time to track my revenue every day throughout the month. She is seen as this uh, just beautiful being sitting on a lotus, gold coins pouring from both hands. She is this eternal fountain of abundant prosperity seen not only in coin, but in beauty, grace, confidence, and courage. And that's what we can channel through here to step into our own self-worth. So I see these two goddesses working side by side, hand in hand. I literally have them both hanging in my office right behind my desk. So if you watch any recent video I've done from my desk, you'll see them hanging out right behind my left shoulder. They're, they're my ladies. They're watching over me as I work. And I am fully embracing these two in what I think of as this divine marriage of creativity and prosperity. They feed one another, working in this beautiful, infinite, endless loop of creation and abundance over and over.
Principle number three, prosperity is created through labor. Another piece of art I have hanging in my office is a beautiful block print of this close-up of the center of a yellow sunflower, just this bright, beautiful, bold yellow. And there's two big honeybees circling the center, harvesting nectar. And underneath the flower in bold black lettering, it says, labor creates all wealth. <laughs> and uh, truth, right? I think, I think, let's talk about the word labor. Labor has taken on a really negative connotation, and I suppose I understand why. In American society, at least, labor is commonly thought of as a reference to hard labor. And these, these jobs that are specified as labor jobs, labor-intensive jobs, they're often lower paying, they're harder on the body, and they end up employing people on the lower spectrum of the economic class system, as well as many people who are not legally citizens. So often labor is seen as this level that, that is below many of us, which is really unfortunate. And I, I think the bees remind us that that's not the case. I also think of the phrase labor of love as this beautiful reframe to this word. And mothers, hey, let's talk about the fact that mothers go into labor when they give birth. So labor as a word refers both to bringing a child into the world as well as the conduit of work with, which provides us with a real viable product as a result. And whether that's beauty, food, a book you publish, a class you teach, or anything else, your labor is value. Your labor is sacred. And yes, by all means, let's learn to work smarter rather than harder. Let's find all the ways we are creating more work for ourselves or making it way harder than it needs to be. And let's streamline, right? If you haven't read Essentialism, Highly recommend it. And, and let's honor our labor like we honor the pollinators who are literally laboring outside right now so that you and I can have our food supply. I treat my work as sacred and I endeavor to move ever more in alignment with my most sacred work. Right? So it's the two. My work is sacred, and I'm moving closer always to work that feels more sacred, the most sacred for me. I invite you to bless the labor that you create with your hands. Bless the labor you create with your mind, with your voice, with your words, and your creativity. This is, after all, your sacred service to the world. It's all about how we think about it. Speaking of which, principle four, prosperity is created through mindset. So principle three and four are interchangeable. I couldn't really decide which one to put first. 
And I suppose I wanted to put the labor first because, hmm, because doing mindset work in and of itself is not enough. And I suppose I felt like, oh, maybe that was that would be too expected <laughs> to have mindset come first, right? We we got to be out there doing the work, and and. Labor and mindsets are both required. They are both required for true prosperity to blossom. This is really, really important to get. I still see a lot of people doing only one of these and hoping that a windfall of money will come their way. It's not enough to simply labor because in truth, how you feel and think about money and the energy of prosperity is so huge when it comes to what you will literally allow into your life and your bank account. And it's also not enough to just work on mindset without the labor. So both are required simultaneously, right? Let me say that again. Both are required simultaneously. Mindset work around our money is so important. Oh, we can work ourselves to the bones, but if we somehow, somewhere feel like we are not capable or worthy of earning more, then we won't. Money blocks are super common and insidious, and we, we learn them from life, right? We learn them from our parents, from society, it's, it's our job as conscious creators to take these matters into our own hands and start the work of unwinding these limiting money beliefs. I have had the pleasure of working with uh, quite the amazing list of incredible woman, women over the past decade who have taught me so many of these principles and not only taught me the mindset, but then taught me how to implement them into real life. So I want to give a deep bow and a big shout out to some of my teachers in this space. Monica Shaw, Katerina Satori, Rachel Rogers, Kelly Deals, and recently I read a great book by Denise DeField Thomas. There are so many great books out there, great courses out there, and I'll, I'll include those, those teachers and a few more in the show notes for you. And something that I want to share that I've learned from all of these women, and again, yes, I want to note that these are all women that I mentioned, because personally, I'm most interested in learning about money from women and that's because the, we've been on the margins for a long time from, yes, for a long time. So personally, I find a woman sharing her wisdom about cultivating prosper, prosperity typically feels just a bit more helpful and a bit more holistic for me, for me. If you're already doing money mindset work, please keep going. <laughs> and me too. I'm doing it with you. If you have not started in earnest, please start. Please start today. Put on some meditation music and visualize a specific number landing in your bank account. 
Really, this past week, I literally spent 20 minutes with one of my private clients doing exactly this, just laying out this beautiful visualization for her. Uh, Another trick, you can write yourself a check for the amount that you want to earn next year and put it on your wall where you will see it daily. Bonus points if you put a printout of of, uh, Lakshmi right next to it. (laughs) Journal about your money story. Journal about what you believe is true, the myths that you feel trapped inside of. Look for and call in mentors, teachers, authors, speakers who resonate with you. And really, love, invest some money into it. Truly, I promise you, money spent learning about money is money well spent. (laughs) Money spent learning about money is money well spent. I like that. And if you really do the work, I promise it will deliver. Principle number five, you are simply a treasurer for the great mother. Here's a reframe to try on. Money is holy ground. If you feel repelled or resistant or stuck in an unhealthy relationship with money, I invite you to sit with the possibility that money, wealth, and prosperity is your next spiritual edge of growth and learning and evolution. There is a really beautiful booklet by Sri Aurobindo, an Indian guru, and this little booklet is called The Mother. And inside are some of the most transformational ideas I've ever read about money. Oh, these words are so fortifying for my heart. I just keep reading them over and over again. And I want to share an excerpt with you. So I invite you right now to close your eyes if you can, unless you're driving. And in that case, don't close your eyes. And take a few deep breaths. And let these words seep into your psyche and your bones. Money is the visible sign of a universal force, and this force and its manifestation on Earth works on the vital and physical planes and is indispensable to the fullness of our life. In its origin and its true action, it belongs to the divine. Some even put a ban on money and riches and proclaim poverty and bareness of life as the only spiritual condition. But this is an error. It leaves the power in the hands of the hostile forces. To reconquer it for the divine, to whom it belongs, and use it divinely for the divine life is the supplemental way for the sadaka, or spiritual practitioner. Regard wealth simply as a power to be won back for the mother and placed at her service. All wealth belongs to the divine, and those who hold it are trustees, not possessors. Make no demand, but accept what you receive from her and use it for the purposes for which it is given to you. 
be entirely selfless, entirely scrupulous, exact, careful in detail, a good trustee. Always consider that it is her possessions and not your own that you are handling. End quote. Principle six, make the choice to create a prosperous life. This is a choice. It may sound simple, and in some ways it is. And as we've spoken about, there's work involved internally and externally. The blessing of this choice is that you can decide for yourself how much work you truly want to do and what your prosperous life truly looks like. For me, prosperity not only includes living without money worries, though that's a big one, it also includes slowing down and feeling spacious in my life. A recent mantra I've adopted is, as my prosperity expands, so does my spaciousness. That one is directly pointed at the money myth that says I need to work harder to create more abundance, and as more comes in, I'll need to keep sacrificing my well-being and my time to keep it flowing in and manage it well. I'm calling a big BS on that one. That's what delegating is for, right? So find your own rhythm. I deeply value dismantling oppressive patterns of ambition and productivity, so my personal definition of prosperity accounts for that. I also take a stand that prosperity is a grounded, earthy energy, and it requires full embodiment. I offer this choice to you, my love, on a golden platter. And I hope that you'll accept the delicious feast that comes with the decision to create a prosperous life. I'd love to take a moment here and invite you to dive more deeply into the topic of prosperity with me. If you need no further convincing <laughs> that creating a prosperous life is your next horizon of growth, but you're not quite sure what the next step is, please join me as I am about to start teaching a brand new three-day workshop series called Alchemical Leadership, where our aim is to turn your creativity into prosperity and unearth the gold that's at the heart of your deepest service. Join me. I'll be teaching an hour a day for three days in a row three phases and key skills to alchemize your leadership and create a lasting legacy that unearths your most sacred work. You can find all the details and get registered totally for free on my website, brittagreenviolet.com forward slash alchemy. I chose to bring this money conversation forward with a deep soul embodiment. And I want to say prosperity is not only possible for you, but actually necessary. I will make a case that we need folks who are awake and doing the good work to have more, to have more of those dollars, right? A beautiful woman that I met, Yvonne de la Fleur, says, money is the default of mission in motion. 
I love that so much. Money is the default of mission in motion. The more fully you walk in your mission, the more easily and playfully prosperity will weave with you. Your tapestry is the prosperity of service, living in harmony with the earth, the quality of your relationships, the quality of your life, of your soul, of your happiness. And here's a great question that I'll leave you with. If you had a billion dollars drop into your bank account right now, what would you do with your time and your life force energy? Truly. I can honestly say for myself that I would do exactly what I'm doing now. I would just do it with a lot more delegation and a lot more support and uh, more team members to help me fully support the mission that I'm on. You are enough, my love. Please stop arguing for your limitations and start making the conscious choice to be a trusted caretaker of the divine mother's dollars. I got you, I see you, and I am doing the work right by your side. The song. My beloved Ben wrote the song for our choir, the Encourage Chorus, and it became a total hit with our singers. I think it speaks really beautifully, not only to the necessity of doing our good work, but to the infinite beauty that work can deliver to our community and the world. As Abraham Hicks says, you can't get it wrong and you'll never get it done. (laughs) I love that quote. There will always be more work to do. So we might as well belly up, right? And find a way to make it pleasurable and delightful to dig in and do the work. I'm here for it. This song is called Work To Do. We got work to do, we, we got work to do, we, we got work to do, we, we got work to do. We got work to do, we, we got work to do, we, we got work to do, we, we got work to do. We we got we got work work to do we we got we got work work to do we we got we got work work to do we we got work to do we we got we got work work to do we we got we got work work to do we we got we got work work to do we we got work to do we we got we got work work to do we we got we got Got a lot of life to live in. Yeah. There's a lot, 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 a l
for your precious time and energy. You can find out more about me and my work at brittagreenviolet.com. Until next time, may your mythic adventure through life serve up nourishment, courage, curiosity, and awakening. This is The Sage and The Song, signing off.